What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! All aboard! I brought my pencil! What do you wanna do with your life? Walk on home, boy! Yeah! What's up, Tutorinos? Welcome back to Rank Em All, the collaborative podcast where four dudes sit down and go down their favorite band or artist discography and tell you exactly what we think about it song by song, which gives us the album ranks. I am one of your rank masters, Brando, and joining me here is the surveyor of doom himself, Nick Maxson. Hello. It's good to be here. Ready to rank them. We are All of them. Every single last one of them. Also here is the one and only Dr. Dongo, MD, PhD, DDS, OBGYN, Blake, Blaine, Dick, Blaine, Tyner, what, whatever. Hey. You have a mixture of names. At one point, I actually thought your last name was Fernando. <laughs> I thought that was really weird. You're not the only person, and they're idiots, too. <laughs> wow, 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 idiots, too. I didn't even Whoa. know you, dude. As well. I just thought it was funny because it was Fernando, and I'm like, he doesn't look uh, like a Fernando. It's a really stupid joke from high school. And I, I changed my name so, on Facebook so many times that Facebook wouldn't allow me to change it back to my n- actual name. Well, there you go. See, now I know yeah. better. <laughs> so. Yeah. Also here today to rank them all is the one and only, the podfather, Nate Phillips. Yo, how's everybody doing, man? I feel like we're uh, we've been a little bit away from from being able to do the show, and this is like we're nice to settle back in. The world seems to be uh, still turning, so we're here today. And I just want to kind of give the audience a little bit of a heads up that we are a day out from Dick turning thirty years old. So happy birthday, Dick! Thank you. Thirty-year-old bastard now joining the club. Yeah, uh, it's all downhill from now. You'll start feeling aches you didn't even realize could ache. You know, um, so I turned 29 last year. Uh, That's how math works. It is. It is. In fact, how math works. So everybody told me, oh, once you hit 30, your body will remember everything. Uh, I think it started remembering everything at 29 because my shoulder started giving me shit. Uh, Been physical therapy for that. My knees starting to give me shit. Uh, I call 29 the prequel. Listen, man, quit jerking off with your legs behind your head, and you won't have either of those pains. I'm promising you. You You can only do it old, all au natural so many times before you start seeking out new and inventive ways. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we've totally diverged here. But I did want to tell the audience as the train of our existence shows up, if you guys can hear it, deciding to not stop. It's horn, holy shit! It's like it's excited. It's excited. We're doing we're doing an awesome one today. We are doing an awesome one. It's also probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode for us. <laughs> it feels really ominous. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, <laughs> which uh, you want, that's actually very cool for something that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, today, guys, we're talking about Metallica S and M. This is kind of a bonus episode. This is not going to be counting towards the overall album ranks. Uh, this is just a cool little like instead in lieu because they do have one live album they put out before this. It was live shit. It's like a big box set, but they don't Binge put out, and purge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for like official album live stuff, it's really mixed and weird with Metallica. They got a couple things that they have released, but they also release 
So I believe it was starting in uh, 2003 or four or eight, it was somewhere around there, and somewhere somewhere in the aughts, they started releasing audio from every single show that they play live on tour. So uh, therefore, they they have a new live album every show that they do. If you have a ticket, you could go and you can redeem that show that you were at, and and it's really cool. And of course, if you weren't able to make it to the show, they just sell it right there. You can go check it out, which is a cool way to check out some really unique shows that they do, like when they did their whole 30th anniversary set. But this, something like this, uh, a team up with the symphony, uh, the S&M was, uh, was arranged, the songs were arranged for symphony and conducted by Michael Kamen. Of course, they first interacted with him with Nothing Else Matters way back on the Black Album. We talked about that. And uh, it was like uh, sometime after that, you know, he went and saw them live, and he thought they were really good. And he's like, "Wow, you guys really good work well with an orchestra." You should check. You know, think about it sometime. Well, the the idea got buried in somewhere in Lars's head, and he just like, "Hey guys, we just did a whole uh, covers album, and that was really fun and neat. And uh, you know, what if we actually did that?" And so, literally, what it was, it was years later, where Michael came in was just doing his thing, you know, and then he's like, he got a phone call. He's like, "Hey, I got a phone call. Metallica is talking about that symphony thing you wanted to do." He goes. Huh? <laughs> it was literally that long. <laughs> he forgot he'd even brought it up. He forgot he even brought it up. But but what we have here, we have renditions of Metallica songs all throughout the catalog, old and at this time newer, with two brand new songs that had not yet been released. They are played in conjunction with the band and the orchestra. It's a really unique experience. The, the, the album is live, but this version, uh, S&M, they did go back and they doctor some stuff up. Now, you know some some albums you might hear completely live. You know, we or, or there's other ones where they like you know it's basically like Kiss Alive, Kiss Alive. I'm pretty sure they went back and they touched stuff up on that to make it sound a little bit more fluid. Um, if you didn't know that here, you might not bother you. Uh, it doesn't really bother my ears. I don't really notice it too much myself. Nope, Brando just freeze. Yeah, we froze just sure. for a second, um, but on sure. my end we're okay. So with if you guys are ready to dive right into S&M, the, some of this is just going to be recap. We've already talked about all these songs, but we're just going to go down the list uh, and, and talk about it and give it a quick rank. Um, the, the album was recorded on April 21st and 2nd of 1999. It was released later that year in November 1999. It, it did have two singles. Nothing Else Matters released on November 22nd, 1999, and No Leaf Clover March 20th, 2000. They, it did win them some awards, including a Grammy for Best Rock Instrumental Performance for Call of Cthulhu. So, really cool win there. And as far as total album sales, um, a lot. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, 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 it peaked at number two on the U.S. Billboard. Um certifications like it's been multi it's at least been five times uh platinum just in the u.s so you, you know you get multiple platinums from others that aren't exactly a million take that however however you want europe all of europe together as summaries into two million so it it's old enough <laughs> you know they they slapped that metallica logo on there and said hey this is metallica shit and then people buy it so I don't know about you guys. Do you guys have anything to say before we dive right into the songs? Um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, there are songs that got redemptions for me. Not that they were really that 
bad to begin with. Mm-hmm. They don't need redemption, but maybe I rank them lower and they get higher. I don't know. Um, I do want to introduce one concept for this particular episode. Um, so I, I've been trying to do something fun with every album. Like uh, we did the Super Load album. Yeah. Uh, can't remember if I did anything cool for <laughs> Garage, but um, this, if there is a song or two or three or four or whatever that you think maybe I, maybe this album didn't need it let's let's switch let's swap it out what else, what other song would i rather hear with a symphony so uh if you come across one mm-hmm. pop it out and swap it in so dick is essentially taking the idea that i texted the group a month ago and stealing it and saying it's his idea i love it let's oh, do I, it no you? no Sorry. not ones that not ones that we would love to hear with them but just swap oh. it out just, just like okay you know like for example track four i don't know about that one man that just didn't really work work for me what if in that same spot we put this song, you know? Okay. You know? Okay, I get so. the idea. Yeah, my idea is definitely a little different. I was more saying, and we can maybe save this for S&M too, because we'll be able to like look at the whole catalog of yeah. what songs did they not do in the S&M and S&M 2 runs that should have been symphony-driven versions of those songs. All right. Well, if nobody has anything... We're going to jump right into this. We have two discs. We have 21 songs, technically. Um, the first track um, is not Metallica. It's the symphony. Playing their intro that they've played pretty much ever since uh, their very first, one of their very first managers suggested it from Metal, um, was it the first label they were with? Metal Blade. Was that was that Metal Blade? Metal, Metal Blade. No, no, no. Megaforce. Megaforce. Mega, Mega, Megaforce Records. The guy that ran that, he suggested it. So it's the Ecstasy of Gold from the film Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, composed by Ennio Morricone. And it, yeah. <laughs> so what's funny about this is that, you know, I mean, I, I seen Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. This song gets me oddly pumped. It, it like it does like whenever I hear it and if I hear the full thing it starts off nice and slow and it has this build up of anticipation and leave it like it, it's like the only reason why it really has that effect on me is because of Metallica and when you go see them and they play it live and you know they're like as soon as that that cannon hits from their uh, video and then it starts the whole intro it's like okay here we go shit's about to get real you know like it's 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 the amp up time and to have the symphony do it is just perfect chef's kiss yeah oh yes absolutely it's it and also just so you know for if i'm gonna be probably be very generous and with, 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 with some of these rankings <laughs> i'm just gonna say it uh i'm not too critical on this because i love this album uh but do you guys have anything else to say about like the intro track essentially it's sick it's yeah i didn't i didn't I'll actually write a rank it. for it oh did you not <laughs> I was about yeah. to ask, are we going to rank this? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can riff on my brain rank it for sure. Because I think it's like, I mean, honestly, as far as an, inter- an intro for a band, it is very powerful. It's also very confusing to have that, the Symphony of Metallica 2 version of that, and then a Hornitos commercial on Spotify play, like almost back to back to back. <laughs> you got to have Spotify premium, buddy. Ecstasy of gold. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't fucks with that yet. Maybe oh, someday, man. Um, anyway, so it's just funny because I was like, oh, wait, this is a commercial for alcohol, not 
Metallica getting ready to come on stage. Okay, cool. Uh, but I thought this Ecstasy of Gold, I'd give it an eight. I'll stick it an eight and walk away. All right, cool. Uh, riff, yeah, go ahead and riff some rankings there, uh, Dick. I'll I'll force you under the bus. Oh shit, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> Especially on an album Cliff would have loved. Jesus. Uh, yeah, no, that, that that's a bad. I'm, I'm yeah. I apologize for that one. In bad taste. <laughs> it was very bad taste, and I didn't even mean it. It was just let me throw you. On, yeah, it's a turn of phrase. Damn it. <laughs> Oop. Wow. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, I'm gonna go with Nate. Uh, give it an eight. Give it an eight. How about you, Nick? Give it a seven and a half. Seven and a half. I warned you. I gave that sucker a ten. I love that. That that, that gives me that gives me goosebumps every single time. <laughs> it's like I gave it a fucking ten. I don't it's even care. You know. This is one of those rare occurrences because in the drinking game that you're playing along with us, you know, there's certain words that'll cue you into drink. If Dick gives a song a ten disproportionately to everybody else, usually that's an auto drink. But Brando has just broken that rule, and now you might also have to drink because that was. I'm you're gonna be messed back. up by the end of this episode. What's Special S and M rules. Every yeah. time Brando gets in, yeah, S and M rules. Oh boy, yeah. Good luck getting in through disc one here. So, um, uh, the, <laughs> track two is they they go right from that into an instrumental that they rarely ever play. Number one, they don't really play instrumentals a lot, anyways. But much less do they play this one, and it's the Call of Cthulhu from Ride the Lightning. And uh, this was the first time. This is my introduction to Call of Cthulhu. And because this technically S and M, I got Kill 'Em All and S and M. That those are my second and third albums I got from the band. You know, I had Black Album. Listen to Kill 'Em All. Uh, oh wow. Oof. Well, that's a little rough around the edges. Let's hear what this <laughs> one sounds like. I'm like, well, this is a little bit more pleasing to the ear. You know, so literally, I kind of had a kind of a, a a who's who and kind of a greatest hits feel here of songs from all throughout the catalog that I would then base my my next album purchases after because there are, because there are no kill them all things on here or songs. So like, it was like, okay, what songs do I really like? And where do I want to go? Uh, but, but call Cthulhu completely badass. I love it. It, it this is of course, a, you know, one of the, like, the only song on here that has a Dave Mustaine credit. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure he still gets some monies from that. And I believe you here's here. Here's what I'll do throughout the thing. I'll actually compare what we ranked it versus what we are going to rank it. Oh. I have my original rank as well, too. Okay, because I have them here. And I am way more kind to this version than I was the other one. I, I Of course, I don't think it's bad at all, but it's just kind of what it is. And uh, I'll go ahead and give my rank just right off the bat. I, I give this one another 10, so down that drink. Um, we'll go ahead and hit it over to Nick next to hear what he's got to say about it. Um, I give it a 9.25. Uh, I think I gave it a nine and a half originally. Um, it's one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, my, cri- my criteria for the whole album pretty much was like, how does it stack up against the original? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still really, really amazing. I might just like the original a little more. So. All right. We'll not to, too fast. Yeah. We'll go to Dick next. What'd you, what'd you think, man? I don't really remember what I ranked it originally, but I remember liking this version a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, hopefully my ranking aligns with that. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine. All right. Well, you gave it an eight, it. you you gave it an eight five. 
cool for the original one so yeah you did like it a little bit better good good feel for it yeah and nate okay so quickly to piggyback off of you symphony of metallica aside from the black album was my first true introduction into all the different kinds of music they had to offer in their catalog at that time and there's a very specific memory that sticks out it was the year it's actually it was christmas time jason one specific memory that remains Ah. oh i see Uh i see what you did there but uh jason actually if you're drinking along now down your drink again because jason's being mentioned here on our show got symphony of metallica i think for his birthday or something on dvd before either of us had it and we watched it at his house you'll you'll correct me brando brandon has the the full full knowledge was it your copy i had just got it that day that's right okay but we went there and we played it up in his room and like i remember call of cthulhu literally raising the hair on my arms and i was like wow i don't think sonically i've ever heard anything like this before um so with that in mind and my original rank of a nine i'm gonna actually say this is a better version of call of cthulhu i think the symphony just gives it that extra little level especially the violin line throughout the entirety of the song what the violins are doing weaving in and out of the guitars is brilliant uh 9.75 is my rank all right up next is Master of Puppets from the album Master of Puppets. Uh, this is uh, the, the, at the time Metallica they kind of like on their load touring cycle they kind of cut Master of Puppets short. They would play it up until the interlude, and they would kind of chop it off, and they wouldn't finish the song. and And they did that for, for a, like a couple of years there. So this was kind of a return to them playing Master of Puppets in full. And I don't ever think they ever went back to not playing it in full. I think that the decision to cut it off also comes from their comfortability of playing a medley that they did like five or six different shows. And I might need to go look at the numbers to be corrected by that, but where they would do a master justice medley, Mm. master puppets into justice. Since they're both kind of long songs, they would just condense them. So again, carrying on. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, Master puppets is an amazing, amazing tune. Uh, I, I think we all agreed on that on the original ranking of that and the nearest perfect score we had before we had our first perfect score yes it is and that's because of you nate um (laughs) sorry guys yep uh but i think this version is amazing um if i can just say i do believe that the interlude sounds freaking amazing with the symphony and then the build back up into it um i think the symphony works really well with the song and i gave it a 10 so we'll go ahead and flip it over to Nate, who went last last time. We'll, he'll go first and see what he gives this one. Okay, so with the violins and Call of Cthulhu, this song, you, you took it away from me, was the build back into the end of the song. And that final verse, there's some horns that are happening. I'm not sure if they're French horns or if they're trumpets. But there's a specific line that, as I'm talking about it, raises the hair on my arms. Because it's, it's amazing. It is always hit me as something that even though it isn't in the original version, I feel like it is. And and when I listen to it in my own head, I still hear that horn line. So I'm going to actually correct myself. And I, and I knew when we did master puppets, I was going to rank this version higher. So I did cut it short and only gave it a nine, seven, five. Now I am going to write that wrong and say, it's a perfect 10. This version is stunning. All right. (laughs) So we'll go head over to Dick. what do you think about master puppets on here? 
man oh man uh talking about hair raising because i remember the very first time i heard this i was walking into work and i i get through call of cthulhu i get and then the orchestra does a dun, 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 and then then the guitar comes in dun, 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 and i was like <sighs> and like hair's raising right now just thinking about it like holy shit like i it's i've never had a song hit me like that even like of all of my favorite songs just hit me in that very moment and yeah the song is fucking phenomenal with the symphony so i'm giving it a 10 all right 10 and a half <laughs> 10 and a half <laughs> i tell you what that would be a lot we'll get into that later we'll get into that later um but so far uh it's up to nick man nick what'd you think I'm about to disappoint. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I gave it perfect last time, and because it's it's arguably my favorite song, um, I thought that Kirk's solo sounded better. I thought that when he came in, he was just fucking ripping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I didn't like James's vocals as much. Um, and that's not to say like throughout the whole thing, it's not that it's just like, oh, the live vocals aren't as good as the, the album. There's definitely songs on this recording on the whole CD that I think he did better. Um, uh, but he just didn't do it for me on this song, which was kind of disappointing because I love the song so much. Um, so I give it a nine because it's still amazing, but, but, uh, not quite as good in my humble opinion. That's funny. That, n- Go ahead, Brando. It's funny because Blaine brought up a very similar aspect about about listening to this era of James singing, and uh, yeah, and Blaine said that James is still stuck up on uh, on on his lover man. Yeah, because yeah, because the way that he's like, "Thank you, baby." <laughs> yeah, he does that shit. He cheeses it up, which kind of lowers the score of a later song, uh, in my opinion. But the more I listen to, it, let's just go ahead, go on. All right. <laughs> All right, the next track. Wait, Brandon, did you rank? Ten. Okay. <laughs> ten. I gave it a ten. I thought, but um, okay. So, so far, Brandon's so. all tens. Yep. Nope. <laughs> no. But, no, but that will change here because this is going to be an interesting track to talk about. This isn't a song that is played a whole lot, um, and we're kind of <laughs> going back to the Black Album, and I'm very interesting to see what people have to say about it. They did it of Wolf and Man of all the songs they could have chosen. Right, they chose a wolf and man, and um, I'm very, int- very interested, interested to hear what people have to say about it. And we'll start with Dick this time. So the cool thing about doing this with the symphony is not you. You have these cool interludes in between every song, you know, and the symphony like really glues this track list together. So going from master and then you hear, I, I can't remember exactly what you hear, but I know it was a cool interlude and you hear it go right into of wolf and man and not only does it glue it together but it glues it right into fucking jason newstead trying to get the crowd pumped up and it at this at this very moment this is a live album Mm. yeah (laughs) because you get the crowd reaction you get the crowd interaction um it's this it's so cool the energy of this song is so much better than on Inner Sandman or not Inner Sandman <laughs> on Black <laughs> Album. Sorry, <laughs> it's so much better on the Black than on the Black Album and uh, an album. 
I'm going to go ahead and give this a eight and a half. Let's go with an eight and a half. Eight and a half. And just, just for, just for sakes, we'll see what you gave it on black album on black album. You gave it a 10. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. It was seven, five. So, okay. so, 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 so it raised it up. I personally think it's about the same. I do like the song. I don't dislike the song whatsoever. It's a little bit more of a upbeat. Yeah. Then on the original, the original kind of has a almost kind of like a, a pace and it keeps that pace. It, you know, it, it like you do when you record, you have a click track and you're just like sometimes it, it feel you can feel like a little bit robotic with it. And uh, but when you're live, you know, there's Lars back there clicking that. Well, I mean, granted, this is a freaking symphony, so they they really have to go off of the conductor. But everything, it felt a little bit faster. Um, yeah. J- uh, Jason in the, in the middle, I actually like that where like where the song kind of like comes out. Of the solo is like, it's got new wolves out there. <laughs> Fucking howling at the damn crowd. I've, <laughs> just as you said, that, that audience interaction, I gave it an eight. So uh, we'll go to Nick next because Nick had a very interesting stance on this song on Black Album. And I'm pretty sure his question was, why? <laughs> the sentiment remains. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gave it. I gave it a five five again. That's what I gave it last time. Um, I didn't really consider it, but but Dick's point about that it felt like that's this is the moment where I felt like the it was like a live album. I I do agree with that. Like there's just something about this song that is kind of like they were like breaking out. Like you know they mm-hmm. played the first couple songs and they're like all yeah. right let's let's get refreshed. Like those this. first couple songs are like live recreations of the songs, and now it's like all right we're performing for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In it. Um, so. Uh, still want to know why, um, uh, to, to Dick's little game. Um, I would have, I would have loved something like, um, sanitarium. I would love to see that with the symphony. That'd be cool. Or Orion. Um, Ooh. and that's probably, that's probably the song I would replace. There might be another song that I don't care for as much, but yeah. Wolf and man is the one I was like, guys, guys. God, it, it was just cool crowd crowd interaction i think that's what got it got me pumped i mean would i rather hear another song absolutely but it was cool to hear um we'll go ahead and um close it up with nate and then i've got this is actually a suggestion that i'll put here but nate what do you got of wolf and man you guys nailed it it is when it finally feels like a live album i think one thing that's really important to notice for some people who might not have ever gone to a symphony before the crowd interaction and shit does not ever happen in a symphony you Mm -hmm. shut the fuck up until the song is done yeah and then you clap and there's one moment to clap and then you shut the fuck up until the next song is over so this is a great change for how the symphony players are also reacting to the room mm-hmm. and you do feel that energy there is a little bit of an up tempo up kick i originally scored this an eight five i really love this song i'm gonna just say for some reason the black album maybe it was just because it was my first all those songs hit me a little bit differently you know honestly a wolf and man not a terrible pick through the never probably would have been a cool choice here too because it's fast already so you're having that up tempo i know it is a hard song and i don't know what the symphony itself could have done but i think it's something that uh there are other options you could have went with i'm giving this song a nine though just because again the symphony just adds a little bit to it and and i and i do love it 
if I were to replace a wolf and man, I would go with Harvester or Sorrow. That's Ooh. That would be great. Because I feel like what they wanted here was a bit of a slowdown, even though the song seems faster than normal. They, but like Nick said, that they, they, they kind of wanted to bring it down a little bit from from the Kalkatula Master Puppets dual long. When and like now we're like uh, you know twelve minutes into this thing, and so it's like all right, here's something a little bit slower you can kind of bob your head to, get into it a little bit. You know, Harvest of Sorrow I think would have been a great pick there. But the next one. The thing that should not be a song that we don't hear too uh, hear too often from anymore from Master of Puppets and um, I gotta say uh, this is the better way to listen to the song in my opinion. I I like the original, you know, and I and and, and I said so here when we did when, you know when we did the episode. Um, but I think this brings it up just a notch. I love the intro where it's just kind of like the symphony with the cellos, and it just like what was it, it doesn't really go with the rest. Of, like it, like it doesn't start the way that you normally remember. It nothing doesn't go with it, but it's just like okay, we're, if, if you didn't have the track listing, if you just put it on your listening. You're like, where are we going? And then it just hits with that start of the the thing that should not be. It's very slow, oh, no. methodical. It's it, it's going. It, it sets the tone. And James is not not too bad here on the vocals. He he is singing it live, and he's doing some little like laughing, <laughs> drain you of your sanity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also love the outro. Yeah, the outro. Uh, the the outro for this is just awesome. Uh, where the symphony kind of wanes, and he's like, "Face the thing." That should not be, and it just lets it drain, and then you hear Kirk go into his death march on the guitar, and it bleeds right into the next song, which we'll get to, but I gave this song a 9. I rated it 1 higher than I did before. It's damn near a 10, because I so like thankfully you guys don't have to finish your drink if you're playing along uh, again <laughs> you won't have to for, for, for a little bit here but um, no I love it and we'll go ahead and we'll go with Nate next uh, just short and sweet everything you said is accurate I love this version of the song it is way more powerful than the original album version although that version is stellar I did give the original album version 9.25 that being said I do think that everything the symphony brings to this all the subtle nuances and Every section, the way that the cellos hit, there are certain moments, the drums and the different effect drums they're using are very powerful within this song. I gave this one a 10. I'm going to be the one that jumps it all the way up to perfect because I think it really made the song what it could have been, I guess is the way to say it. Nick? Um, I share a lot of that sentiment. Um, The only notes that I had was about the outro. I really, really loved the outro too. I thought that was was cool. I'm giving it 8.75, uh, which is which is a bit of a jump from what I had originally, because um, of pretty much what Nate said. It just it feels like like this is the way this is the way the song should be. Mm-hmm. I think that Tiffany really pulls out all the uh, all the extra little bits. It makes it feel more whole. It makes it because I felt the same way about the Kalkatulu, and I said this back when we did that uh, did that review where I like the song. It just feels a little empty. 
And maybe that's because I did hear the S&M version first. So I have all these extra nuances that flow around and they're just not there. And maybe, you know, back then, you know, they didn't have the budgetary resources to be able to add a symphony to that song. And, and like and record it like that, and that doesn't take away from it because it's still re- really well composed just for them as a band. But when you but just just like with thing that should not be, when you hear this version of it, it's like it's it's like next level from the original, which was already pretty damn good. Dick, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna give this one a nine. Uh, it was a cool jam. I like you guys have all said the all the the symphony really fills it out. You know, it gives it really cool vibes. It's a very vibey song for me. Uh, very atmospheric. Dig it. Awesome. Uh, you gave it an 8.5, I think. Cool. Uh, so there <laughs> is that. Up next, the song, as we said, the outro, the thing, it goes into the Death March, then goes into Kirk with a slide, playing the, the revving of an engine, and it goes into Fuel. And I got to say, uh, this is probably the first song, even though I don't dislike it, I don't think they should have played Fuel. I don't think it goes very well with it. That's my own opinion. Um, I don't rate it low because it's still a pretty good rendition. Um, it's not the one I go to. I actually do prefer the actual album version. So uh, we'll go ahead and start with Dick this time with Fuel. Not a fan. Not a fan. I mean, it's it's fuel. Yeah, it's fuel. <laughs> but if I'm going to listen to fuel, I'm going to listen to it on reload. Yeah. Um, I feel like the symphony did nothing for this song. Um, I'm I'm not a fan. And if I were to if I were going to replace any song on this album, I'd, I'd replace this with uh, Carpe Diem Baby. It's very interesting. That is an interesting pick, but I'm about it. Uh, yeah, because like I feel like. Carpe Diem would be a great song to have the symphony with. I mean, it's already really cool and vibey and got all these interesting parts to it. Why not add a symphony to complement that? All right. You got a rank for me on that one? Uh, let's give it a six. A six. <laughs> you have down. Are you just coming up with them off the top of your head? Should I be that? Sometimes, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you really dislike this version because that was. You, I, I do not original- like you gave it your your rank of this one is lower than Nick's rank of the original. Good. <laughs> you gave the original a nine. Um, I didn't give it a ten. No, you no, you gave it a nine. Oh. I was prepared for you to say like, not a fan of this one. Ten. Gonna give it a ten. <laughs> no. All right. I'll have a ten. All right. We'll, we'll go ahead and go to Nick next. What'd you think? Um, I have no notes on it. Um, and yeah, I, I'd share the sentiment that the album version is like, it's like kick ass. It's supposed to be an ass kicker. And I, I just don't think the symphony adds much. I give it a seven. Um, so I guess I didn't hate on it too much. Yeah. I, I think you gave it a six, five. So just yeah, a, a, a little bit. Nate. Okay. So there's only one thing that makes this song. I wouldn't say better because when you see my rank, it's not reflective of better, but it's like, it's like having a really good pizza and you're just like, sure. I'll add like a hot sauce. Cause I'm feeling like adding a hot sauce, but you're, you also realize, God, this is a good pizza. It doesn't really need the hot sauce. 
the violins in this song are the hot sauce. Like <laughs> they do have a very specific line that is unique in the rest of the song, ba, ba, da, 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 ra, na, na, or whatever, however it goes in the very start of the song before it kicks into the first verse. It's just not necessary. And you guys nail it on the head. The, the fucking version I want to listen to is either a live version without the symphony where James is going off. And I've seen the song live, Brandon as well. Maybe Nick has seen it live. I'm not sure if they played Fuel, but it, live it is fucking amazing. Or I want to listen to the album version. So I gave the song the same as the original, a nine for my ranking. I did. I left it unchanged, and I almost eight seven five because I didn't think it needed the violins that were there. But I'm not going to go lower. I gave it a seven. I I would replace this with Unforgiven too. Um, Ooh, which um, yeah. Yeah, I had I had a hard time not trying to replace something with Unforgiven too. <laughs> I don't blame you, uh, but just like just like Reload, they go from Fuel into Memory Remains, back to back. Um, yeah, the for some reason this is a this is a live song. Uh, we're not future tripping too much, but this would be one of the songs from from this one that they would do again on S and M two, and that kind of made me scratch my head when I first heard it was going to be when we first saw it in eight when they were like let's see how loud you guys can get i'm like oh what are they going to play to try and get the crowd loud and they played this one i'm like what i thought they're gonna play creeping death or something <laughs> like try to get everyone yeah. to die but they still did get the crowd to do kind of what they wanted and they did away. they absolutely did and the thing is is that mm-hmm. i actually like the song more than it's almost like one of those things like when i think about it i don't realize that i like it as much as i do until i listen to it again and then i'm into it and then i'm feeling it so with that said, I I give this version of Memory Remains an eight. I don't know what I gave it on the original an eight. So it, it, it's about the same for me. We'll go ahead and start with uh, start with Nate on this one. What'd you think? Uh, this is an example where I thought that the symphony does add a little bit of steak sauce to the to the steak, and you're like, "Fuck, I needed that." I think that they play really well with the the overall musicality of the song. A lot of people hate the term musicality. I know, but I wanted to use it there for fun. Uh, I gave it a ten. That's all. I'm just gonna leave. I, it was only two point point two five better than my original rank for Memory Remains because I really love that. I've always been drawn to the Memory Remains. So yeah. All right, and Dick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it an eight and a half. Um, it's just a cool live number, you know? Mm-hmm. Right on. And Nick, you got anything else? Uh, I get 9.25. Wow. I really, I really like the original. Um, I think, I think it, you know, it, you know, you don't ever want to say better. Um, but I definitely think the symphony added a lot to it. So awesome. I love it. Great. Awesome. Now the next song. Is was the second single from the album. Um, of course, we just had two songs from Reload. I, I don't remember if I actually said that. This is an original song. It's not on any other album other than this one, other than SNM Two now. But this is one of the songs they actually went to, and they kind of fixed up just a little bit. Uh, maybe you don't notice it. You probably can, especially with some of the vocals. Uh, they kind of do patch it up just a little bit from the normal live settings from other stuff, but. Uh, that's No Leaf Clover. And let me just say that this song, No Leaf Clover, somewhere in the cockles of my brain is one of my favorite Metallica songs. It's not too, it is not complex. When you hear it, like, 
Musically, it's not that complex. The vocals are really simple. The, the solo is very simple. I don't know what it is about this song. But I fucking dig it, and it crunches. And it's fucking, like Nick says, banger. It's fucking banger. banger. And I gave this song a damn 10, so you better finish that damn drink. Nick, what do you think about No Leaf Clover? I share all the sentiments. I also gave it a 10. Fuck oh. yes. Fuck yes. Well, it's one of my one of my all-time favorites. It's it's one of the fir- I don't know how. I have no idea how, but it's one of the first songs that really stuck from them. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I really heard many of these like I definitely never listened to, like this whole album all the way through. Um it was never one that I had in heavy rotation. So I don't know why this song is uh why how it got in my head, but uh, it's always been one of my favorites. I think that early 2000, it being a single, it received some pretty hefty radio play. It is very radio friendly song. So my guess is it's just because same. I don't know when the first time I heard it, but it's been in there forever. So, yeah. Certified banger. Nate, we'll go with you next, buddy. Okay, so I've got notes because, hey, it's a new song. I actually have some stuff to talk about here within the song. I, uh, I will give my rank in a second. I love the epic horn and timpani intro. Bum, 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 bum. It's very like it just gives it this powerful thing. Instantly, you're just hooked with the the pull away. You expect them to be building to like a punch, and they take it away for this acoustic guitar to take over. That's beautiful and just a perfect, perfect thing. Uh, wham! The 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 different lines in the songs. Obviously, the soothing light at the end of the tunnel is just a freight train coming your way. Is a brilliantly expressed line. James just knowing how to how do you, how does that not hit with almost anybody? Exactly, exactly, dude. The... I mean, mm. so good. <laughs> uh, my next line that I wrote my notes is: How does this song? that might have been in a demo form before we got through load and reload, not make load and reload this right. song, even without the symphony. Cause there is a, if you go to instrumentally insane on YouTube, the guy does instrumental versions and he actually took this song and did it without the symphony. And it's fucking incredible. So how this song doesn't make load is kind of a bit of a shocker. I do love the solo while it is simple, the comeback after the solo has a nice jam. Oh man! Symphony. When it comes out oh. of the so- and, and they're all playing that intro riff again, yep. just the the crunchy dun 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 man, yes, no, yeah. And and then they do that for a little bit, and then they get like some other layer of the symphony, and then it goes into the guitar, and they come right back out of it. That's what I mean, like. As as much as I think that this song would have done great on like the on like a load era or like one of the holdovers, this is the way to hear it. Uh, I, oh, totally. I I almost would not want to hear it in a stripped down Metallica way. I want to hear this. This has movement behind it, and it adds to it every time I hear. Every time I hear, it, I love it. Like if it comes on on like on my shelf, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, we're cranking this shit. Uh, lastly, to end on my notes here, I just think the symphony really adds an amazing atmosphere. You just said it. It's the preferred version to listen to the song. Uh, there's some really cool string plucks and swells towards the end. They're absolutely flawless. And the lyrics are undeniably relatable. The song is a perfect song. Throw a 10 your way. It's a 10. Wow. All right. So do you have, uh, Nate, since this is, since this is a new song, 
Do you have numbers and how many times the song has been played live? Do you, do you have that ready? I do. I do have that. I have it ready and pulled up here. I was prepared. And you guys are not even ready for the amount of times the song has been played live. As it is 125 times they have performed the song live. They pull which it is out impressive. Pretty- yeah, they pull it out once in a while on a tour, dude. You'll get lucky on like it's not in heavy rotation, but they'll just slip it right in there in place of a song. They're like, "All right, you know what? This tonight we're gonna play Nelly Clover instead of this one," and they'll always come in with a. And it's a, it always sounds a little bit different because it's not with the symphony, but I can just I would freak out. <laughs> Let's just say, yeah. I would freak out. <laughs> but last but not least, Dick. So. uh this was my first time hearing this song and uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I would even go as far as saying it's one of my newer favorite Metallica songs. Um, I love the lyrics. I love the riffage. Uh, the symphony's cool. Um, this song has been stuck in my head for like a week now. And yeah. It's, I, I ain't even mad. Uh, so <laughs> 10. Woo! Oh. That's number two. Finish the goddamn fucking drink and then some. <laughs> it's a it's our second Ooh. official perfect score too in the entire wow. catalog. That's just what I'm saying. That that we had one, and then we got this one. Wow, Jeez. that makes me happy. And it makes me okay. I almost expected it for Master of Puppets. You almost expect it for one. Maybe something on the Black Album gets that. No Leaf Clover makes me that makes me fucking happy. Yeah, That's it. Episode same. made for me. Um, uh, yeah. Coming out of No Leaf Clover, go, coming into Hero of the Day from Load, and I'm just going to start it off by saying, once again, this is the way to hear Hero of the Day. The album verse is cool. The video's freaking weird. Don't know what they're doing. They're, they were psychedelic in it up. Having fun. But I love how they kind of stripped down this song instead of getting heavy earlier. Like in the original, it's more of a ballad until the end of the song. And for some reason, that just works for me for for, for this song. And I want to say that my ranking on the original was, yeah, yeah. uh, So I ranked it one higher. I gave it an eight. I gave it a nine on this one. We'll go ahead and start it off with Dick on this one. What do you think of this version of Hero of the Day? Um, it was okay. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't a giant fan of the song to begin with. Um, I mean, it's it's cool. It was a it was a cool departure, but um, I do like the album version better. Okay, uh, and I hope my score reflects that. Uh, Let's see, roll the but, dice, buddy. <laughs> the double time part just isn't as effective on this in this version. I think uh, that's really all I got to say. So I'm gonna give it like yeah, let's go with a seven. So, okay, so 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 before we go on. I love hearing the the the, the decision making in your voice. Yeah, right. Yeah. Really good. Well, uh, when when we were first initially talking about this project, Brandon and I were like, "Yeah, you know, just rank it on the spot." I'm like, "Yeah, I can do that." Okay. <laughs> oh, I can do that. You gave the original seven point five. So, cool. There it is. Nick, we'll go to you next for hero of the day. Uh, I like this version better. Um, I agree that I think this is the uh, if I'm if I'm to go back and listen to it, I'll probably go to this one. Um, I get a seven point two five. I remember what I initially gave it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I liked it. I like it. On the original, you gave it a six point five, so you did like it a little bit better. And Nate, uh, 
again, this is a song that has a lot of amazing different working parts. You guys have nailed all the sentiments about the the complexity of why it's, in my opinion, better as well. The the strings hit really well with the way they do things. I will say to Dick's note, the double time part there towards the end where they really kind of thrash it up and get heavy is a little you kind of lose the symphony a little bit in that moment but then it comes back and it really when he goes back into that uh, it's actually the can't you hear your baby's crying now into the solo uh the way the symphony builds that is really the redeemer for it not being in the double time in my in my opinion and i gave this song a near perfect score it's not perfect but i gave it a 975 because of how much i love the symphony with the song awesome <laughs> hell yeah Coming up next is Devil's Dance, an interesting pick here. Nice, slow, chunky little uh, song here from Reload. And I think it's all right. I think I I think I think gave it about the same. Yeah, I, I gave it the exact same rank. I gave it an eight. I don't have much to say about Devil's Dance, so we'll kick it on over to Nick. Do you have anything for this one? I have nothing for this one. Yeah. I gave it a 6.5. Yeah. Okay. What did you give it last time? I don't think it's the I – don't, I don't remember it. 5.5. You gave it a 5.5. So eh, a little bit better. It's uh I feel like I feel like in cases like that where it's like I didn't like the song in the first place, adding the symphony is just going to be good. Right. The yeah. symphony it's not... extra soft. It's like, man, that song sucked, but it's better. It's better now. You're like yeah. a, it's like a shitty pizza with ranch. Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes God. to be that the suit Another... light at the end of our tunnel. It's just another train of our existence coming our way. Yeah, Dick, do <laughs> you got anything for Devil's Dance? Um, I wasn't a fan of the the symphony intro. I thought it was a little cheesy. <laughs> it is a little cheesy. Thank you, train. Thank it you, is train. A cheesy. Um, train. <laughs> uh, other than that, you know, it's just a cool live version of Devil's Dance. <laughs> yeah, I can see why they did it at the time, though, because they were looking at. Like what songs from our old from our past can we put on here, and what current era stuff would fit well? And they were looking at like just different ways to do. And I I, I get it because they want something that's kind of chunky and slower and by head bobber, and they, and something like something like Devil's Dance along with like the thing that should not be is just tuned down a little bit, so you get a little bit more of a like you, you you get access with more of the cellos and is that deeper part of the orchestra so i i can see why they picked it yeah just i'm not uh, sure if i would do it again also while i'm here uh i would uh so i forgot to mention that for hero of the day i would replace that with where the wild things are oh or where the wild things roam whatever it's called yeah where the wild uh, things are you got it right cool uh as for my rank, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8. An 8 on Devil's Dance. Nate. Yeah, not that this song is forgettable. I do like this version slightly better. Again, it's all in the symphony. Shitty pizza with good ranch is going to at least kind of have a good ranch flavor. Can't be <laughs> mad at it. So I gave the song an 8 as well as Dick. Uh, so that's really all I have to say there's nothing that memorable about this song, unfortunately, for this version. The next song is from Load Bleeding Me. And I really dig this version of Bleeding Me. Uh, I think it it hits. It, it's got... <sighs> On the first disc, 
you know, you have you know Call of Cthulhu, Master Puppets are kind of like your big epics, and they and they close it off with this, and and I feel like this does kind of finally in its own way become an epic, and it, I think it's better than the original on on on, on load. I, I gave this one a nine, and so we'll go ahead and start with Nick. Because, well, actually, I started with Nick last time. Started with Nick last time. Nate, we'll start with you this time. Keep it short and sweet and simple. I love this version. I think this is the definitive version of the song. Okay. Again, for some reason, in that load reload era, and they just played a large block, six songs essentially, if you include, yeah, you know, No Leaf Clover being a part of it, uh, of all their newer material at this time. And Bleeding Me is the one really shining example of them taking something they thought was really good and saying, how can we make it even, even better? And this gets a 9.5 for me. I'm about it. All right. Now we'll go to Nick. Uh, I love this version. Uh, I like the original too. Um, But yeah, I just think it, uh, the symphony helps uh, bring more out of it. Um, I give it an eight. I don't remember what I gave it last time, but uh, I remember coming on and I was excited for it. I was like, Ooh, shit. So it matches up. You gave it an eight last time as well. Uh, Dick? Uh, so I was really looking forward to this version. Um, however, like I've been back and forth on it because there are, part, there are times when I listen to it and, I'm, and I really feel it. Mm-hmm. And then there are other times when like it's just playing and uh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, bleeding me. And it's just playing and I, I hear the, hey, I'm bleeding me. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, hey, I'm bleeding me. It's like, it's like dude. This is this is like one of those songs where it's not the time to cheese it up in the middle of it and 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 like you know live it if if you were uh, if you would um so but there are but, that, but there so there are times when it it is like that emotional epic that it the song is and then it hits that part and it's like god damn it <laughs> and uh, so I, I guess I'll I'll leave it at a nine. And a nine. All right. I love the song, and I think it's the better version at the end. Of course, this is the, this is the, uh, the the break, if you will, the intermission. When you go see a symphony, you have an intermission. The symphony guys got to take a break, and they come back on disc. Come back on disc two, and they come back with the song that started it all for them, and and their road down the symphony, uh, road down symphony lane here. Nothing else matters. Uh, kicks it off and. It's it's home. I mean, it, it's nothing else matters, and it's just the the symphony stuff that that was in the original just escalated, and it makes it just feel more whole to me. And I gave this song a freaking ten. So now we'll finish start that drink. Finish that drink. Hey, um, uh, we'll go ahead and hit this over with Nick and start it off on this one. Nick, do you got anything for nothing else matters? Um. I liked it. Yeah, it's uh, it was uh, like you said, it was a song made for the symphony. So um, I gave it a seven five. Uh, again, I don't remember what I gave it initially. Um, I like it. It's not one of my favorites, but it's still one of it's just a one of those classic bangers. What I really love about this version is James solo. It's the same solo. It, it it's the exact same solo, but James doesn't get a whole lot of just James solos. Yeah. Right. So to. Like when they when they come into it, I, I don't know what it is. It just I love when you because in the original they when it gets to the end of his solo they kind of turn down the volume on it because it's because he he, he has a solo and he's done with the solo. It's like 
And then he goes in, comes in with the outro lyrics, and where he's like so close, no matter how far, but he's still playing. And here in the live version, that's a lot more audible. It's just another layer. It's 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 awesome. Dick, what do you think about Nothing Else Matters? Um, okay, so instrumentally, it's fucking perfect. It's phenomenal. Uh, the vocals, however, I felt were very lacking. Uh, in this era of James Hetfield. Uh, I felt like it was very subdued in the choruses. Um, whereas the the original version, he's like, he's he's singing it. He's belting it out there. And he's like, he's really shoving it out there, his voice. And this one is just lower and and not, not a lot of energy, not, not a lot of emotion with it. Um, so that kind of takes it, takes away from it for me. Um, other than that, you know, it's it's a still a great fucking song. So I'm gonna leave it at an eight and a half. All right, and Nate. Okay, so my first rank of this was perfect score. And Brando, you said it. Nick said it. The song was made for the symphony. It was created with the symphony in mind. You have the elevator version of the song that is mainly the symphony. Now you get to dial the symphony into 11, feel it in a live version, really experience that song in a way that maybe uh, when it first came out on the Black Album, Metallica themselves probably never thought they would actually hear it in that way. And I'm going to just literally destroy the entire sanctity of our whole fucking ranking system and give this song a 10.5 because it's just that much better. <laughs> I, I have to. I, it's, it, it's better. I don't know how you make a perfect song better, but they did. And that's why there's a 0.5. Recount. <laughs> Demand me recount my rank. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're not going to give it a point, 10.5. 10 max because I wanted to give an Unforgiven 1 in 11. Like, we like need to give, a, give this a re-rank. A re-rank. Uh, no, but I do want to say we're <laughs> outside the bounds of my understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say that nothing else matters was the first single uh, for this. It was released the day before the album came out. Ranker fraud, ranker fraud. The next song is until it sleeps. And uh, it's a very interesting choice for here. I mean, I, I get it. It was one of the bigger hits uh, from this era of the band. But every time that this song starts and, and, and the symphony comes in with its weird little crescendo, I'm not sure what, what the terminology here. Sure. But it's like the song comes in, it's like, it always sounds like you're entering Chinatown <laughs> <laughs> to me. And I, I've never, I'm like, it's always catches me off guard. I do like the song. I give it an eight, but we're going to start with Dick because this is one of the songs that he really come to love on load. And I want to hear what he has to say about this version. I like it. I mean, it, again, it's just another really cool performance of the song with a symphony. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't got anything bad to say about it. I don't really have anything new to say about it. It, it was just really a really good live version of it. So I'm going to drop a, since I, I do like the uh, the studio version better, uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop it at 9, 9.5. Let's go with a 9.5. All right, 9.5. And we'll go with Nate next. Uh, until it sleeps. Honestly, I like it. I think it's good. Again, the same sentiment of when you add a symphony to something that's good, it's just going to make it a little bit better. 
My original score was an 8.5. I'm going to give the Symphony version a 9.25. So just a little steak sauce on that there. And I don't really have anything else to say about the tune. All right, Nick, how about you? Uh, I don't really have much to add. It's uh, I, I like the original. Uh, I like this one, too. Um, I give it 8.25. That's a little less than my original, I think. Um, yeah, it's one that it's, it's, uh, it sounds just as good as the symphony. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived. The next song is responsible <laughs> for this podcast. Is it? Yes, it is. I thought Master of Puppets... No. no, not the song, the no. album. In no. the truest inception, yeah, it is. So, let's rewind a bit back to 2003. Okay. Nate and I, Nate and I, form a band on Halloween 2003. Okay, happy 17th anniversary. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Thinking about you. And we we formed the band with our with our friends Mason and Jason. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You, like, you can't like make that up. <laughs> um, we will, being a brand new band and us being barely able to play our instruments, we are struggling to find the song that we are capable of playing <laughs> it, together. <laughs> some of us can play other stuff. Some of us can't play other stuff. So we're trying to find that song. Go. Let, let's go back to that night that Nate talked about when I got the DVD of this and we watched it at Jason's. It was a band hangout. And this song came on. And it was decided this is the song that we're going to do. I literally walked down to the kitchen after this like I had just had the best sex in my life because the song just hit me in such a way. And I went to Jason's kitchen and started filtering through the fridge just trying to find something to drink and something to eat because i needed to replenish my existence (laughs) because of how like it drained me it was really a very brandon nails it it was a very poignant moment for us and that moment set brandon and i's course to where we are now and everything we've been through blah 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 we've heard the history so this song to this version every single show that we ever played this song is the reason why the band kept going uh, somewhere there, there's a cassette tape before we had a PA that we recorded ourselves playing the song in the basement. We put it on the top of the stairs and you hear us all shouting the lyrics at the top of our lungs to get over the instruments. You know, we didn't have a PA <laughs> and, and also the drummer couldn't play the drum fills. So at, in between the verses, we would all stop and then come back in <laughs> like make his fight on the hill. In the early day, cause a jail deep inside. <laughs> and then we would go back in. We would stop. I hope uh, we can find that tape I'm somewhere. Sure it was cool. Um, and, I'm and, sure it's cool. And, and, but I mean, it. No, it's no, 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 no. For real, if we wouldn't have found this song and decided on that song, you know, we we kept going as a band, you know, as a project, and then that ended up begatting the earliest days of the podcast, which begat other podcasts and then brought us here today. It, we, 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 we have, we've officially come full circle. This song is badass. I give it a 10. Nate, what do you got? All I'm going to say is 10. I already 10. said my story. <laughs> All right, Dick. I'm going to go with 10 as well. The, the symphony just takes it up 
uh, I'm not going to go beyond 10. I'm not going to be you, Nate. (laughs) No, 10 is good enough. It's perfect. But sometimes things can go to 11. In Spinal Spinal Tap. I would love to take it to 11. But for the sanctity of ranking. The ranktity? The ranktity. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not do this. The ranktity. The ranktity. Yeah, no, this song's kick ass. The the song was already perfect. You made it perfecter. You, you filled out all those little spots and and you you changed things you changed things that were awesome and you put them on some cellos and they're like it, what do you got you got an, a perfect song still so 10 you nick. said perfect and it fucking broke me <laughs> nick 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 what do you got what do you got bud uh i got 8.5 8.5 this was probably the hardest to choose that's a, that's the note that i have for this song as i was listening to it i'm like Man, this is really badass, but it's, is it, I couldn't decide if I liked it as much as the original. Um, I think the vocals were the thing. I think I, it was the vocals with Jane that I was, I, they weren't quite where I, uh, quite in my, my little happy zone, <laughs> I guess I'll say. Um, but it, yeah, it was still badass. So my five-year-old runs around the house singing the song on loop, <laughs> but he gets all the words wrong, which is hilarious. He only gets some of them right. And one of my favorite ones is, Hear the science so loud. <laughs> and that's relevant for you know yeah, where we are right. in our world right now. Uh, the next song, <laughs> Minus Human, is the other original track that was done for this project. And I don't really have a whole lot to say other than it's uh, it's Joe Grimes' favorite song on here, which is interesting. Um, I talked to him about that today. And, well, uh, I mean, it's, it's all right. Favorite- it's his favorite song on S&M, yeah. Like, he oh, likes okay. it more than No Clover. I don't like it as much as No Leaf Clover. I gave it an eight. I think it's all right. I think it's cool. I can bob my head to it, but the, some of the lyrics are pretty uh, interesting. You know, uh, <laughs> drip it down my throat again. Got to breathe, man. Breathe. Coming up for air. I'm like he was talking about kissing guys, wasn't he? <laughs> something. Oh, see, I thought the song was about BDSM. I guess I got it wrong. <laughs> BDSM. I see what S and M. Wow. Yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and, and then we'll start with Nick. You got any thoughts on this one? My only note is nothing special. Nothing special. Right. I was so excited. You know, so beforehand I looked to see, you know, I knew there were a couple original. Um, and No Leaf Clover, so badass. I'm like, man, this is going to be great. And uh, it wasn't. So it was not. Old it did not get a good reception from me. I gave it a five. Five. Lowest one for Nick so far. Dick. My. Less than mine. Ooh. Um, so uh, you got these two original songs. Uh, no Leaf Clover, by far the better song. Mm-hmm. Better songwriting, better better lyrics, better vocals. Um, you get Minus Human. Really cool riff. I really like the, gr- the riff. It's really groovy. It's really cool. Um, lyrics are complete shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, what are you guys doing there? But uh, I, I'm going to go with, I like the song, so I'll, let's just go with a seven and a half. And Nate? Okay, so notes, but not as many this time, because again, it's not No Leaf Clover as I smack the fuck out of the iPad or the laptop here. So uh, I wrote the song as heavy as fuck, because it is heavy. It's like, in especially in this era of Metallica, this is them kind of bringing it back to like more of a sad but true vibe. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, 
this is a perfect balance with the symphony and the bands as I, I mean that by they don't necessarily work cohesively but they play off of each other really nicely and i like that about the song uh lyrics are very simple the chorus is simple but effective i will ask again why wasn't this on load or reload there are other songs looking at you cure uh specifically that could have <laughs> been taken i would have much <laughs> rather heard of a studio version album of minus human or studio version of minus human on the album thin cure um the song settles into the atmosphere and then it just kind of punches it's short sweet and simple i gave it an eight seven five but i have one note brando do you know what my note is what's that it literally just says jason sneeze laugh <laughs> yeah because <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's yeah it's they coming up up yeah, <laughs> it's the weirdest sound. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, eight seven five. Eight point seven five. The next song, wherever I may roam, for the Black Album. This is a badass rendition. Uh, I love the in- they actually do the full intro with the sitar and uh, really atmospheric. I love later on, at the end of the song where he holds that vocal for however long wherever i mean it is he he holds it for a long time and so uh that that's all i gotta say about this one it's really good i gave it a nine we'll go ahead and start with dick on this one uh it's just another good live version of a song mm-hmm. it's really all i have to say about it uh eight and a half eight and a half how about you nate I did appreciate, like you said, the intro with the sitar, actually using a sitar, the build of the strings into that ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta boom is very powerful and building for this song that was already pretty good. I gave it a 9.25. 9.25. And Nick? Give it a 6.5. 6.5. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's just another good rendition of this, like of a song we've already heard. Uh However, the next song, The Outlaw Torn, here is another one, in my opinion. This is the way to hear the song. Outlaw Torn is on the original is really good. It's long. It's a long epic from like the, the it's a long epic for this era of the band. And I feel like the original's good, but when I hear it with the symphony, I get goosebumps at times. And a, be, it, when I hear a song that 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 moves my emotions or something that hits that it when it tingles. I gave it a 10. I gave Outlaw Torn a 10. So we'll start with Nick on this one. What do you think about this version of Outlaw Torn? The exact opposite. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> um, I remember really liking the original. Um, and this one just did not do it for me for some reason. Um, I gave it a 6. Wow. I gave it a 6. I was shocked, yeah. How about you, Dick? Uh, I have a hard time picking which one I like better. I mean... I love the original. I love the original. I love what it makes me feel. Uh, <laughs> this one, same way, you know. It's, but it's just live. <laughs> I, I love the way you're doing this, my dog. It's so good. <laughs> I, I name it for this. Song. It's live, man. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna drop it at a nine. <laughs> How about you, Nate? Okay, uh, as we discussed on Load, this is like one of my favorite songs from that album. I think it is. There's the unencumbered version, which was like an additional minute and change long. They just stretch a couple segments of the song a little bit longer to give it more of a, a jam vibe. It's almost like Metallica 
fucked fish. I know not with a pH. Not, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, there's an image. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Uh, anyways. Very weird. <laughs> I think this is the definitive way to listen to Outlaw Torn, Brandon, and I'm going to uh, tell people they're going to have to double down on that drink finishing because I'm also giving that bad boy a 10. Hell yeah, my man. The next song is Sad But True, and it's Sad But True, but I like the original one better. I don't know. this. It, you know, Sad But True is a great song. I love it, but it doesn't really fit that well here for me in uh I'm not sure what I would replace it with. You probably could pit like a sanitarium or a fade to black or a creeping death, even something to kind of wake the crowd up after. Cause outlaw torn's a long song. You need something to kind of wake them up. And I get why that's why they went to Sabbath true. Cause it gets people in it, like into it, but it just doesn't work for me. I gave this version a seven. So we'll start with, uh, Nate. What'd you think about this one? Sad, but true. I'm going to share your sentiment. Not as good as the original. I gave it a nine as opposed to a 9.25 on the first time. Not always, does that symphony give a little extra something, something. Okay. Sometimes the uh, putting ranch on a piece of dog shit, it's still dog shit. Not to say <laughs> wow, true. I'm not calling sad, but true. Dog <laughs> shit. I'm just... <laughs> what a visual. What a visual. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, sometimes adding something good to something that is already good doesn't necessarily make it better. It can actually make it worse. And um, that's all I have for sad, but true. I would... Honestly, I'm going to say something crazy here and, you know, feel free to throw me under the proverbial bus. I think that Dyer's Eve here would have been the choice. If Lars would have been able to have his feet under him, dude, imagine just the symphony being able to sit back and not have to keep up with the band and have atmosphere while the band is blowing it up and just going nuts. It would have been something totally different. They did not do or execute on either of the symphony Metallica's. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Nick, we'll go to you next. You got anything for Sad But True? Um, not much. I gave it a seven. Um, it's still good, but uh, it didn't really blow me away. The symphony didn't add a whole lot. Dick? Uh, no, uh, not a fan. As so opposed no to is you. four, right? Yeah, we <laughs> oh, yeah, it no means four. Oh, <laughs> Maybe not in this case because I don't think it's that bad. Uh, <laughs> however, yeah, the symphony's done nothing. If I were to replace this song, I would throw in Disposable Heroes. That's not bad. Uh, but let's leave it at seven and a half. Seven and a half. All right, the next song. One of the epics. One from Injustice for All. I think the symphony adds a lot here, especially for the intro and the beginning parts. It's... I I just think it, it just takes the original song and completely enhances it. Um, I think they kill it. I, I gave it a, an absolute 10. We'll start with Nick. What do you think, bud? Um, I got it, it. It got me in my feels while I was working at Walmart today. <laughs> I was like, I cannot start crying at Walmart. Oh. Um, <laughs> bad, bad idea. The, yeah. uh, the yeah. transition, it was different, and I was prepared to not like it. Um, but it, I think the symphony made it even more epic. Um, I give it a 10 too. Hell yeah. Dick. I, I can't say any more than you guys have. I will say like, you really can't cry in Walmart. They'll tear you apart. <laughs> <laughs> They're savage. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a 10. 
Ten. Going with the ten. You're never the only person crying at Walmart. <laughs> you know, there's always someone. <laughs> <first day. laughs> You're never the only person. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Never ever are there two join. <laughs> Misery loves company, right? Hey. Um, Nate, what do you got for one, bud? Absolutely flawless. I think that each one of you did make a definitive error, only giving it the the perfection score as it does deserve an extra one. It's one. Uh, I'm giving this song an 11. I'm really sorry. I I don't care. You can type it as 10. I just want the audience to know I gave it an 11. Good. Fuck the system. Uh, it's, 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 It's a perfect version of the song enhanced to an 11 that's why it's an 11 11 so the so the very first song that gets a perfect score gets another perfect score so that's good to know uh then they close it off here kind of with inner sandman they can't get out of the building without playing sandman so they do a, a, like a rendition of sandman and it's sandman i mean it, it's inner sandman every time they play it they kick its ass i i gave it a nine we'll go ahead and go down the line here nate do you have anything to say about sandman Nothing that we haven't already covered in the immense history of our band and the mm-hmm. friendship we have. The song itself is what it is. Uh, adding ranch to an already good pizza, 9.25. Just give it a little something. 9.25. Something. They're, yeah. not, they're not dog <laughs> shit. Uh, Dick, what do you got, bud? I, I'm going to go with 9.5. I like the original better, but uh, <laughs> I, I still can't get over the fuck you in, warm within parts. That's <laughs> 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 what he says, fuck you. I'll fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Warm within instead of tuck you in. Like, what? Uh, Did you just say that? And Nick. Um, I think I like it more than the original. Yeah. Uh, it's got energy. There are just different different parts where yeah, the energy was just fucking off the chain. I give it eight point two five. Um still it's it's never been one of my favorite songs, but I definitely think that uh uh the energy of the live performance gave it a little boost here. <laughs> So then they did an encore with Battery. Now, Battery has been long known as Dick's least favorite Metallica song, or at least on Master of Puppets. It's and no cure. It's, it's no, no cure. It's no cure, but for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, Battery just never really sits well with him. I thought it was badass that the symphony played the entire intro, and I think Cliff would have loved that. Totally. To know that Cliff was a big part of this intro and having layers and harmonies for that era of the band for that had to have been like a reason why they played battery. Um, I, I, it's one of the fastest songs on the entire album, like almost kind of like a dire's Eve type deal. The symphony's keeping up every step of the way. I gave it a freaking 10. This song is also kind of instrumental, not really, but instrumental for getting us together as a podcast, as a band. This is the song. Well, when I first got the CD, as I said, I got the CD. I took it to my buddy Jason's house, take a shot. And we were listening to this S&M album while we were playing Driver and just running around yeah! running from the cops. And he, the first time he ever, he didn't really get into any song until he heard Battery. And he and this is the song that hooked him into Metallica. I got him, to, I got him into Metallica. I got our buddy Preston into Metallica. We got Nate into Metallica. And therefore begat everything kind of so another kind of quick story there so and so for, for that reason i'm gonna shoot it over, shoot it over to nate nate what do you got uh 
you hit all the sentiments about why the song is flawless for what it is on Symphony of Metallica. Kirk, or Cliff would have loved the fully symphonic intro. I think that the symphony does a great job of keeping up with the band and it makes sense for what they're playing as opposed to an already fast thrashy jam. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say listening on my zoom device. That's the one for this episode. (laughs) I thought we weren't going to get it. Oh man. I thought I was going to get it. I really, 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 really immersed myself into this song. And it's the first song where I felt like I can't give it a 10 but not because I don't want to. I just feel like as opposed to everything else, it isn't quite on that level. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a 9.75, man, right on the cusp, right on the cusp of that perfect score. I do really love Battery. And I, I do remember Jason playing the fuck on a driver on either Xbox or PS2. I'm not sure, but. PS1. Oh, on one, on PS1. Yeah, 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 yeah. Driver yeah. 2. Yeah. Yep. We'll throw it over to Nick. What do you, uh, what do you got for Battery? I was disappointed in this version. Um, maybe I need to give it give it another listen. I was not the intro didn't hit me nearly as as good as I as I would have wanted it to. Um, and the vocals, you know, it was uh, reminiscent of like Master. I think in that way, just where he's just it's not it's not hitting it the way I want it to. Um, I give it an eight because it's still battery and it's still a great song. Um, I just don't think it stands up to the original very well. And Dick. I was for, for a closing song. I was incredibly underwhelmed. Um, however, I, I, I really, I want to know what my original score for battery was before I rank this, because I want to make sure that's higher than this one. And can I also say just to not to correct you, I'm pretty sure that Sandman was technically their closer. This was their encore. Okay. Well, they came back for battery. For an encore. Yeah. Encore. For an encore, I want a better. Sure. I want a better. uh, What's my original? Because I have to make sure. Six. Oh, man. I don't want to go that low because I I, now I have better. Okay. So when I originally scored battery, I didn't have an appreciation for it like I do now. Okay. So Nick. are we gonna? So when we do the finale, and we're gonna have a couple of re-ranks. Yes. Talk that's about I, that. Yes. At the finale, we should go back and allow some re-ranks. Okay. So what so, do you give this one? Thanks. I guess I'll give it a five. <laughs> I give it a five. <laughs> All right. Give it so a five. That wraps it up, and we'll go ahead and, and give it a rundown. Brando's overall album's uh, rank was nine. Nate was nine point four. Dick was 8.4 and Nick was 7.7, giving us an out an average master rank of 8.6. That has been Metallica SM. Guys, thank you so much for joining me here on this episode. It's been great to sit down and talk with you and chat about something that's really cool. It, 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 it's, it, this is a good way, just like I said, to how I got into these songs, a good way to ch- check out these songs and figure out if you're a brand new fan, not a bad way to get into the band because you can get a lot of cool flavors and just figure out where you want to go from there, you know? But does anything does anybody else have anything to say in closing about SM? I had a lot of fun listening to this. I have bought this fucking compilation album greatest hits live thing, whatever you want to call it, Symphony of Metallica, several different times. The first time I bought it on DVD, the person I loaned it to literally destroyed the box, and I was so pissed I just bought a second copy. 
I bought a third copy so my dad could have a copy because he loved it so much. I also have it on CD. And that's not as many copies as I have of S&M 2, so I guess I'm doing <laughs> okay when it's all said and done. Uh, no, I'm just grateful that we all could get this one in together as we are going to shift into the new era of Metallica out of this. Uh, St. Anger's coming next, the things that kind of went in conjunction with the, what happened at that time. But I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Brando, uh, before we get out of here, do you want to tell people where they can check us out? Yeah, of course. You can always check out the podcast. You can check out Rank Em All on your favorite podcast service. We're out, we're out there. We're everywhere. You can also check out the the website. Hey. Website. So uh, as you guys have been listening to this, this whole thing, this whole project is taking on its own little life. There's going to be more ranks coming forward. And uh, we've been developing it as we've been kind of going along and figuring out. Uh, this has been a kind of filling out process, the first tester, if you will. So the so the website, rankemall.rocks. You know, that's where you can check it out and uh, subscribe. It's also going to be on YouTube and all that stuff as well. And also check out the other cool podcasting feeds we have, the Journey to Comics uh, network feed. You can check that out on your, all your favorite podcast feeds as well as Podcastrophy. You know, all, all the cool stuff that we do, it's all out there. You know, all the cool podcasts and brews with dudes. And, uh, and Nick, you also do some video game stuff on Facebook and Twitch. Yeah. Is, is it Twitch or? Yep. Twitch uh, and uh, on Facebook. Yep. Yep. With Dungeons. And dude, so a lot of cool stuff going on in our world. And guys, thank you so much for for joining me here today for Rank 'Em All S and M with Metallica as we're trucking right along. Uh, guys, for Nick Maxson, Dick Blantyner, Nate Phillips, I've been Brando, and we're almost done, guys. We have four episodes left, but the light at the end of the tunnel is a freight train coming our way because up next is Saint Anger. <laughs> That was too fucking perfect. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. And we will see you then, guys. Later on.